Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on We Are Calvin. Com. I'm Damien Donoghue, delighted to be joined by the sports editor of the anglo Celt as we look back over a busy weekend for Cavan as the Miners qualify for uh, an Ulster final, second time in, tour in three years um, and the seniors overcome the first round hurdle of Offaly in Tullamore. We have reaction from the minor game with John Brady, Kean Madden and James Smith and from the senior game with Matty uh, Midlean and the Cavan manager and of course Kean Mackey um, as well. So but we want to bring your attention um, at the start of the show, top of the show, to a competition that's coming up in on the 22nd of July in Gauna. It's for it's a charity event for Pieta House, sponsored by KBG, the accountants in Cavan, and it's called Counting on You. It's a free-taking competition, which uh, I know that there's a lot of good free-takers out there, Paul, that are going to be humming at this opportunity. For a €100 Euro entry for the club, have the opportunity to win 2,000 if they win it out on the men's side, 2,000 on the women's side, and a runner-up gets 1,000 on either side as well. So geez, everybody's going to be going for this one. Well, I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, hats off to everyone in KBG. And the fact that there's a charity angle to it, you know, Pieta House. So the entry fee, as far as I know, the 100 euro goes straight to Pieta House. So they're hoping to get a big entry. The charity will do very well out of it. You were asking me off air, Damien, the, who are who are the top free takers in Cavan, or who would have put me money on? For we that? were debating it. We were debating it. Like there's some there's some great free takers in Cavan, without a doubt. Like Ray McGalligan is probably uh, on, on Facebook. That's the one that everyone mentioned. Um, yeah. You know, he's got the he's got the distance, and he can score them from the hands and from the from the ground. I think Barry Riley from Kingscourt, um, he scored about eight or nine frees in the county final a couple of years back. He's he's a great man to take frees, um, and can kick them from both sides of the field. Ryan Conley is another young lad coming yeah. into the Cavan team. Can kick them with both feet, which could be an advantage because I think the way the way the organisers are setting this one up, you'll be kicking from different distances and angles, and it's going to be a, a real test for the all-round free taker. And it's a point scoring exercise, as in not just putting it over the bar, but certain frees are worth more than just the one point. So the distance ones are are worth a little bit longer. But I, I was saying, in the Hessen, you can't look too much further. You know, on his day as a free taker, there, there's very little that that he misses. Hessen, uh, sure, yeah, you know, another phenomenon. He's a great one. If most clubs have one, like Stephen Smith from Ballyhays fired them to an intermediate. Emmett Simons in Killing Care. Yeah, Enda Henry, a great man for for the frees from Baltorbet. Yeah. Um, who else is out there? There's there's an awful lot. Like well, I'm sure. And, who's going to enter for the Gales? You've Shani Johnson. You've Martin Dunn there. You've, you've any amount of free takers up there, and it's possibly the same up in Castle Rahan. McEnroe from Castle Rahan has the big left foot he can hit the distances as well and he's left footed which you know could be an advantage there's not that many left footed free takers that have the distance so so you you need distance so we're looking at maybe it's be a goalkeeper maybe maybe there's a keeper out there that mm-hmm. that takes frees for his club or maybe doesn't but will fancy this and say well I don't take frees but I'm confident I can have a crack at this and now the 100 euro fee I think covers two entries per yeah. club yeah, yeah. So, which is which is great, and like, where where I really think it's it's going to be good is is um, people are talking about equality in sport. It's the same prize money for the ladies and the men's. Yeah. It, it's 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 right there for the taking for some some good ladies player, like be that Ashley Doonan or Brona Sheridan or um, one of these young young forwards that's coming to the Cavan team, like yeah. Bet Farley McGee or any of those players. There's great players out there. I I think it'll be a great day, and I think they've they've it very well organised in that um, there's going to be a leaderboard there on the, on the day golf style and there's going to be there's going to be um, live commentary on some of it there's yeah, going to be a barbecue we're going to be doing it there from, from uh, We Are Cavan there'll be a live commentary on it from the uh, from the event and yeah, I might go along to it myself like, as well. it's, it, it, there'll be a barbecue on the day there's a kids competition maybe kicking kicking um, against a county goalkeeper or whatever try and score a goal on the county goalkeeper so there's a fun element to it I think as well. Alan O'Mara is coming to it as well um, but yeah and he's going to be there in his role um, in terms of mental wellness and things like that so 
uh, he's involved with Pia de House I think on that yeah. aspect of it so he's going to be promoting that Cora Staunton is coming up greatest ladies player of all time is Jack going McLaren to be Jack from Monaghan uh, of course in the headlines at the minute well in the headlines because Monaghan were, were beaten at the weekend which is Cavan people we absolutely bloody love and we also should mention Timmy that it, oh yeah we, we surely do yeah <laughs> but we also should mention it's open to Longford and Leitrim as well so yeah. it's the three counties that KBG are kind of do most of their business in Cavan, Leitrim and Longford and so it's it's the twenty second of July, and stay, I think you, stay, you have a story on your website there with the details, Damien. Yeah, yeah, and the entrance form is is on that on that story. You can click in and fill out the entrance form, and um, I think you just have to email it off to Siobhan. I can't think of the email. It's on it, the details are on that page anyway on the on the website. But um, it should be an absolutely brilliant day's crack. And, and as I say, it's the twenty second of July in Gauna, and get on and get those entrance forms filled out and and. Um, look at we look forward to an absolutely brilliant day's crack up. It's a pity there. Mickey Brennan's not still in, in the county. Uh, he definitely would have. It's a no crack pity at all. <laughs> it, it's bloody no pity at all because he'd he'd have the poor judges' heads melted. That was over the bar. <laughs> no chance of it at all. Thank God, Mickey. Mickey might make a guest appearance though. Um, we're moving on anyway. I suppose we'll start off last Saturday night. Cavan Miners travelled up to the athletic grounds to take on Down. Uh, Down were going into a double header. There was a big Down support there. Cavan were on the ropes half time, four points down after letting in two goals. And, and you were kind of saying, Jesus, these young boys now, they're going to be tested yet again. But geez, they come out with the right answer, Bob. Yeah, Cavan were like me that even they were slow starting. I was late, <laughs> I was late arriving. I had, I had Mickey Hannon up the road with me. I'm blaming him. He, was, he was, was so engrossed in conversation with the football scientist from Dragoon that that uh, my mind was addled. But we, we arrived late, but when I arrived, it was 2-2 two, two to four points. Or to two points. Two points, yeah. For, for down, and um, I thought it was a half-five throw, and it was a five o'clock, so, so that's what happened there. But <laughs> there were six points down, and from there on in, so I didn't see that first 20 minutes, 21 minutes, but from there on in, they won the game by uh, 13 points to... To five, I think it was. Yeah. So in the period I saw, they were phenomenal. Like there has to be a special mention for James Smith, one of the best individual performances from a midfielder in the Cavan Colours in many years. He was fantastic, like making marks. Just his general command of the midfield. He even got up and scored two points. Just a, a man against boys there and a great prospect. It was amazing. I know that you were. Um the, the press box was full. It's not that big of a press box in our mass. So the, the 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 broadcast media were were occupying it, and news were outside slightly in front. But I've never been in a press box before, where and it could only happen in a minor game. That that as soon as the game was over, everybody's attention in the press box turned to me as and Michael Hannon as the Cavan kind of commentators on it. Who's he? Where's he from? What age is he? Who's his father? You know, everybody wanted to know about James the Miller Smith, or as I'm calling him now, James the Mark Smith, because he uh, eight marks in a game. Like you know, you and and that's the beauty. Actually, have to say of the mark that you're actually totting up how many clean catches are made by a player in the middle of the field. And although maybe going back to Stephen King or Darren McCabe, you'd see a, a high number of of high field and and, and gather possession. Because it's such an advantage now, you're counting them up. And eight marks, I haven't seen it since the markers come in. Anyway. No, neither have I. And it wasn't a one-man show by any means. I thought no. the forwards in general were, were excellent. Like the lost Ronan Patterson to a black card. We talked about it last week. And I did make the point that Cavan are going to need to play on the edge but don't cross the, la- the line. And I don't know what happened with Ronan Patterson because I, I wasn't in for that. But he got a black card. And I thought he was probably... Probably Cavan's key man against Monaghan in the way he took the fight to him. He's so aggressive, mm. powerful. And so to lose his midfield partner, it was very impressive the way James Smith responded. But you have to mention the forwards as well. Like well, actually, before we go on to the forwards, we'll, we'll, we'll bring in James Smith because I caught up with him directly after the game. And, and here's what the big man had to say. Delighted to be joined by Cavan midfielder James Smith. And I suppose coming out from the press box, there was lads calling you Mark Smith because you, we reckon you had eight or nine marks in that game. Phenomenal exhibition of fielding. Uh, look, I suppose start from a young age when, I don't know, I'm probably one of the biggest lads in my club and a lot of the boys expected me to catch. So, look, at, when you have the lads around you, it's pretty easy to catch. It's just If you don't catch, the boys are in eager for the break. So, handy enough, all my job is just to catch the ball, that's it. Yeah, it was such a crucial part of the Cavan uh, job because they, they needed those possessions especially on the down kick out and it set up Cavan in the second half because at half time it looked like you are on the ropes Oh it did yeah like 
a lot of the boys in there had their heads down after the two goals went in. So I knew myself that the boys had it in them after the Monaghan match because we were coming down, we were losing there going into half time in the Monaghan match. So I knew the boys had it in to dig it out and go on and win the game. Yeah, there's confidence in this group. I was saying the key in earlier on, some of the scores were of the top order. Oh yeah, none of us none of us are afraid to kick the ball. Now if we make a mistake, we make a mistake. We just lift our head and go on for the next score. Yeah, a, a young a young player, a lot of people would look at it and say after your goal chance that screwed off the left foot that your confidence would go down. But you came out and hit marks after that and still got yourself into the game. Describe the goal chance for us though. Oh, look at the ball just... After the break, I just got a toe onto it and ended up getting it up to my hands and running in. And if I had to stop, maybe and come back on the right foot, I could have, the goalie could have kept going. But I don't know what got into my head. Any I kicked it with the left foot. It wouldn't be the strongest left foot now, but screwed off the end of the boot and went wide. Any so oh. still was irrelevant in the end. But Jimmy Higgins will have something to say about that left foot of yours, I'm sure, at some stage. Oh, Jimmy Higgins will be giving out. Hadn't do he's giving out, but look at it. It's the best arm. Me good. It's, it's good for me. So I know how to improve every time. Preparing now for an Ulster final, you know, Cavan back in it, taking on Derry that they lost the last final in 2015 too, but, you know, finals are there to be won, at least you get another game after it regardless, but you're going there all guns blazing. Oh yeah, like, we're one step closer now to an Ulster title, like, as you said there, Derry uh, beat Cavan two years ago and they still let down a marker, so it's our turn to beat them now and go on and try to win an Ulster. Yeah, so that was Cavan midfielder James Smith after the game. Um, the we I had to had to get the bit in for Jimmy Higgins because Jimmy Jimmy told me a story a good few years ago about well not that not that many years ago actually about you know trying to coach James um, into working on the left foot and, and that goal chance that he broke through. I had to, I had to say to him about there the left foot. You know he he, he although he is. The best prospect in Cavan, you'd have to say at the minute, he still has a little bit of room to work on that he can improve. Oh, he does, yeah, and he like he has a natural advantage in in, in power that that he won't have when he goes to play on the twenty one and senior, especially when he goes to senior. Like, yeah. it, it, um, so Which he alludes to himself. Yeah, that, he does, but like he, he obviously he's not the finished article, but he's a good prospect. But the the, the other young lads on, on, in the forward line, like Oshin Pearson from Garner, is joy to watch. Absolute magician with the ball, like and backed himself several times to shoot from tight angles. Keen Madden also from Garner on the forty, yeah. class act. You can tell he's tall, rangy, can carry the ball well, and has very good feet. Can can shoot. He he looks to have. He's an ideal man on the do forty. You know, do you know what was what I was very impressed about Keen Madden was after half time you were four points down. Cavan needed to come out like greyhounds. You know had to come out all guns blazing. Keen Madden. Grabbed the game with a scruffed neck at that stage, kicked over two points, the first two points of the first half of the second half, brought you back within two points, Cavan were in control. But the first of them was to the right hand side of the goals and he kicked it with the right foot, tight enough angle, but had the confidence and the ability to execute that. I, I thought that that showed real leadership by Key and Madden. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I thought he w- Definitely, really stood up to be counted there. Like, like we have to be wary here about blowing up young lads too much oh, and yeah. making them out to be on it, something that they're that they're not or to be better than they are. Like, like all these lads will know that that they all have their feet in the ground. They'll know that they've won nothing yet. They're in. They're guaranteed two more games. Fair enough, but they're in an Ulster final. And Cavan as massive underdogs as massive underdogs against a very strong dairy team. Like, and Cavan haven't been in many Ulster minor finals. I know they were in one two years ago and they were in one in 2011 but it was a long time before that since they were in one. I think it might have been the 80s actually. Mm. So, um, our run in recent years of minor level hasn't been great so it's important that they, that they make the most of it um, and go out and, 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 and play with gusto the way they have done. Like, and uh, Hats off to Barney Brady and James Minor and John Brady the manager and all those fellas because they have that John team Young. home and well. Yeah, every one of them. It's there's, a huge, there's a huge amount of people there putting an awful lot of work in behind the scenes but just even to stick on your, you mentioned Ushin Pearson there and you know we talked about on, on Northern Sound before Sunday night's game about a forward that takes your breath away you know when 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 they're about to get the ball you're 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 up in anticipation and Ocean Pearson has that what when he gets a ball it's it, it can be very spectacular he he also has he also has that little kind of a a, a forwards trait that that he likes to try and steal a little bit like so there's a couple of times where the ball was intercepted by he was trying to just Torn the corner before the ball had come to him yeah. a little bit early, and it, it's something that you know a young player 
learn his trade will do trying to find out trying to find those spaces but he done it once too often maybe for my liking in, in that game now don't get me wrong an absolutely spectacular game but if you're if you're looking for areas to improve I'd like to see him maybe attack that ball a little bit more make sure that the possession is there before he makes that turn but then probably three of the scores two, two or three of the scores that he got was because he just anticipated that perfectly that the back isn't going to get here and he had the torn gone on him. Yeah, it's, it's a risky take and it looks bad if it backfires because yeah. it looks like you're standing waiting on the ball but, it, you know, it's all about time in that one where yeah. you can just grab it and, and almost be torn before the ball even comes to you and yeah. if you can do that, you'll leave a defender for dead but the risk is that you'll just time it a split second off and you'll look very foolish but, look, it's it's great. It's great to be going to an Ulster final now with a Cavan team involved in it and, uh Hopefully they can do it. Hopefully they can do it. I haven't seen Derry, but I imagine they're going to be very strong. But when you have scoring forwards, you always have a chance. And Cavan definitely have that. And a very strong midfield with Patterson to come back. And Corn. I presume he was injured, Rory Corn. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I so, so. A, like a, a class act as well to come back. So they're strong. Or I do think that they, 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 they I thought the wing halfback Rogers played very well. Actually, before we go on to the backs, we'll we'll finish up with the forwards by uh, by getting a few words from Key and Madden, who I spoke to after the game. After winning an Ulster minor semi-final, you're, you're, you're going to Clonus for the Ulster final. How do you feel? Oh, it's a great feeling, you know, the, all the training at the start of the year, the hard work in the army barracks and all that. It's great to have a payoff, you know. It's great to be an Ulster final and look forward to the challenge against Derry. Yeah, first half, down at half-time by four points, you know, looked under pressure. The goals were, were, were just kind of killing us a wee bit, but came out in the second half. What was said at half-time that really changed the game for you? You know, we are just saying this, 30, this could be our last 30 minutes of, of minor, county minor football. You know, and we have to, we have to, you know, take this opportunity. You know, we'll never get this chance again, and that sort of drove us all on. And uh, you can see there in the second half the big improvement that we made. Yeah, some of the scores in the second half absolutely phenomenal. Your, your, yourself, your club mate, Ushin Pearson. There's confidence in this group. Yeah, no, there is great confidence. But look, uh, you know, John and Keelan and the boys have, have drilled it into us. You know, we, we are a good team. And they put the work in, and it's it's great. It's as I said, it's great to be in an Ulster final. Like, can't really believe to be in an Ulster final. Like, yeah, well, it's well deserved. Not only an Ulster final. Now at least you get two more games in the competition, whether you win or lose. But how important? What what would it feel like to, to win that Ulster title? It'd be great. Now after losing after losing the Ulster title there two years ago and winning in 2011, that's where we belong. That's where Cavan Football belongs, and it's a it's a great opportunity, and hopefully we can take it. Yeah, so that was Cavan centre half forward Key and Madden um, after the game. A very delighted, but but keeping his feet firmly on the ground, and, and that's good to see. Yeah, mo- moving into the backs, and it was only after the game that I thought of it. That and and it ju- I don't know why it didn't occur to me at all. Um, but Evan Fortune stepped into centre half back from cornerback in the Monaghan game, and the reason for doing that was Cormac Timoney was out. He was a big big loss. Like he had a very good game against Monaghan, but Evan Fortune, I think. It suited him being more central than than being in the cornerback position. Yeah, I I thought um, Evan Fortune was taken off in the first half against Monaghan. If I'm right, mm, yep, I think I'm right yeah. saying that. Yeah, I I thought he was taken off a little bit hastily that day. I didn't think he was doing too badly that mm. day. They were under pressure though in the they were, back they, line. They were under a lot of pressure, but I thought he he was he wasn't the worst of the full back line that day. But um, I thought he he's a good athlete as as Michael Hannan loves to say, and he is a, he's like Mickey Hannan. He's a basketball background. And I, I thought he's a good player. I thought Rogers was, was very good yeah. as well, wing half back. Like he's a good experience. He was there last year as well. Um, they need to tighten up a little bit at the back. I think, like the way the way Darren ran through for the two goals again. I missed them, but I heard about them. But uh, you know they can tighten up, and I think that that Timoney back will help things. And you know they can play Corn as a wing half back as well. Yeah, and he'll help things. So. I think it's a very, very talented team. It's a very talented team who play a nice style of football, like and definitely looks, to, for my money, to have the best midfield we've seen on a Cavan minor team in a long time as well. To talk about a nice style of football, and they do play brilliant, brilliant football. They, they, they. You can clearly see though that they learned from the Monaghan game because. I, I think that they played with two sweepers. Now, the sweepers weren't used to playing it, and maybe for the goals, they were caught slightly out of position from where they were set up. But you could see that there, there was more of a defensive plan in place for the semi-final against Down than there had been for the quarter-final against Monaghan. So you can see that the mistakes have been learned from... And, you know, that's that's a really good thing to see at minor level, that they're, they're able to adjust and, and try to cancel out the mistakes from the previous game. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what what did they concede in total? Was it two five, two seven, two seven? Yeah, was it two seven is thirteen to 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 fifteen points. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Fifteen points to two seven. Yeah, so like they didn't they didn't concede a huge tally. You know, the goals nine fair scores. enough nine scores. Yeah, you take that. Yeah, yeah. In sixty minutes, so look yeah, at nine it, scores five in the second half, four in the first. Yeah. Yeah, and Monaghan had the win, or Darren had the win in the first half. It was yeah. quite a stiff breeze as well. So once Cavan got got the win, then as you said, once Madden kicked over those two points, he's a, he could be a man there to enter this this competition. Um, well, it's on his home grounds. I and well, he and Pearson as well. Pearson as well. I went so back and, against those lads. And then and then, but then you've the senior boys that might be looking to take it. There'll be competition in Gowna to make the competition. In <laughs> there will be. There will but be. Uh, you you were mentioning a little bit earlier on about Philip Rogers. I thought he he had an excellent game. But speaking of Rogers, I just I f- I feel it deserves a mention. Last night, um, in the Division Three Reserve Championship, um. Killing Care, the club that I'm over, our third team was taking on Knockbride, but they Knockbride only had tw- 13 players to start, and one of their corner forwards uh, broke his fingers, I think, in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the game, and they hadn't a sub to bring on, and uh, Kieran Rogers, who hasn't donned boots in a while, came in from the stand, put on a pair of boots and played the second half for for Knockbride. I was saying to him after, I love to see that Knockbride won it convincingly, and 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 no no small contribution by Kieran, but it was great to see that. That like, look at the boys need to dig out. I'm jumping in to help you out, boys. That's class. That's <laughs> class. That's hats pr- off. Hats off. Performance of the week goes to Kieran. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Team of the week stuff there. Now. Definitely. Absolutely outstanding stuff. Uh, to finish off on the minors, uh, I caught up with John Brady after the game. A, a delighted John Brady, but again, he, he, he knows he has no silverware yet and, and is very determined to get it. You, you've brought them the clonus now, but I'd say your heart was beating throughout that first half and, and, and even the second half. Yeah, um, I look at the first half, you know, we conceded two bad goals probably, and, and uh, but the lads showed great character again in the second half like they fought for every ball and, and even at the end there when they needed to to run the game out they done exactly what they had to do I know supporters or whatever probably had their heart in them out as well as me um, but I'd like to be defending further up the field but anyway that's that's what they've done but they just showed a bit of maturity and, and you know fight will to win that's all them characteristics which is unusual probably in a, in, a, in, a, in a young team you know yeah it definitely is just briefly in the first half those two goals obviously very disappointing the manner that they went through but losing Ronan Patterson was a very big loss he, he had such a, a, a powerful game against Monaghan and, and yet the lads didn't seem to flinch with that no, well that's it, like we based it on the panel and there was changes before the game today and that was based on what happened in training Tuesday night, you know, nothing else, so it's it's um, it's all about the panel, it's about the team or players, like if you're down one, you just, you, you can't lie down, you have to keep going and, you know, we had a game to win or whatever, we were, we were fairly focused at half time, the lads, they knew themselves what they had to do, so came out and done it in the second half, thanks be to God, yeah, kicked, you- some, kicked some massive scores as well, you know. Yeah, going forward, you talked about kicking the massive scores. Key and Madden, I thought, was instrumental at crucial stage after half time. Those couple of points, Ushin Pearson tying in, like they, they, they showed real maturity. Yeah, they showed maturity, but look, there was other things went wrong in them in the game. But it just shows if you if you never give up, which them lads never did. Like they probably didn't play that particularly well in the first half, but the second half definitely came to came to life. Yeah, looking ahead now to the Ulster final, it's a repeated 2015. Derry, after coming through what would be perceived the tougher side of the draw, they'll, they'll go in as favourites. You know, you get two more bites at the cherry either way, but how, how do you go about preparing, getting these lads ready for Ulster final? Uh, well, first of all, you let them go to an 18th birthday party tonight, which I think they're all going to, and Tuesday night in training, we'll start, we'll do the video work now on, on Monday, and we'll start preparing then for Tuesday night when they're back at training. At least the, the leaving cert's gone out of the way now, that's done and dusted, that distraction is gone, so we should have a good three weeks preparation for it, so let the lads enjoy themselves tonight and tomorrow. And We'll work on then from from next Tuesday night. Yeah, so that was John Brady after after bringing Cavan to as as Paul said, probably only their third Ulster final in in the guts of thirty years. So a massive achievement to to look at John Brady. I know the season's not over yet by any means, but y- you have to say a massive massive success by John Brady on their seventeens in the league final or league semi final minors in the league semi final, not the Shield the the, the cup. The under-17s reaching the Ulster final and now the minors reaching the Ulster final. 
you know, a tip of the hat to him. This this is brilliant. Oh, look, it's been a great year so far. Now, I can see this Cav minor team going on. Even if they were, they were to lose a, an Ulster final and Touchwood, now they won't. Um, but they'll get another game. Yeah. Um, they could, if they lost the Ulster final, they'd play the provincial runners up some, or the provincial winner somewhere else. And like I, I think this Cavan team could go on, could go on playing Crow Park, could go on make semi final or a final. Who knows? And imagine it wouldn't it be great? We haven't mm-hmm. seen it at the minor level. That brilliant minor team that we had in 2011, and it's it's really making up the spine of the senior team now. Like you're talking about Killian Clark, Jerry Smith, Conor Mina, um, Kieran Brady, all those fellas um, from okay. 2011. They lost their All Ireland quarter final, and they were going in as champions against a Galway team who had lost the Connacht final. And they're in Longford and Cavan sure. lost that. So and that team like really had potential to go on and maybe make an All Ireland final. And so it would be it would be phenomenal to see. But look, we're all getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's there could be a long summer in these boys, and it's great to see it because that's what Cavan need in terms of forwards coming on. Yeah, like and again, it's not not to put pressure on, but people talk about the provincial on the rage success, but. You know, Tyrone. Every time they seem to beat Cavan in in provincial finals or semi finals, they go on and win in All Ireland. And wouldn't it be great if if a Cavan team finally finally get that? But look at Derry. From what I'm hearing about this Derry side, they have they have um, McGrory Cup winners starting or sorry that started in a McGrory Cup final sitting on the bench. So if they have that sort of caliber, it's going to be a very very good Derry team. But the good thing would be that they would. Avoid them again until an or an All Ireland final. I think is the way it works out. Sounds like a very very good Derry team, and they did convincingly beat Antrim, who beat a good Donegal team. Yeah. So the 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 lines of form are there. But look, I think when you have a midfield like Cavins and you've scored forward like like Cavins, you, you've got a great chance, a chance against anyone. So. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You definitely do. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast, but come back to us in just a couple of moments when we'll be looking back over Cavan against Offaly in round 1B of the qualifiers with Matty Midlinen and with Kean Mackey. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. Can we count on you? For a chance to win €2,000 for your club in a special free-taking competition, get along to Garner on July 22nd for Counting on You. All proceeds go to Pieta House and the competition is sponsored by KBG Accountants, Cavan and Longford. To enter, check out www.wearecavan.com forward slash counting on you. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Yeah, so welcome back to the McAvoy Supervalue GEA podcast. Uh, switching attention now to Sunday evening and down in Tullamore. You made the start of this one, Paul. Congratulations. Oh, cheers. Yeah, you did send me a smart arse text to remind me. Yeah. Wouldn't be like you. <laughs> <laughs> for, those that, for those that don't know my form, I, I, I tend to be slightly sarcastic some of the time. <laughs> I was just going to say, I tend to be slightly late. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I'm admitting it, though. But anyway, <laughs> Tullamore, su- Sunday evening, half six, strange time for a game. And yet, a good Cavan crowd, more Cavan than awfully people at it. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was in Dublin. Um, I thought Tullamore was closer to Dublin. To be honest, it took me a while to get there from Dublin. But um, I thought it was it was a novel time for a match. But I didn't mind it. it, it I'd say for the Offaly people, it was great. I'd love a match in Breffley half six on Sunday evening. Oh, it'd be perfect. Because it doesn't take up your whole day. Like you can get a lot done, and then you can go to your match at half six. Yeah. Whereas the difference that we had to travel home, um, it was eleven o'clock or so when I got back to Virginia. But talking about it I suppose the whole way home as as you do after a big match and kind of dis- a bit of disappointment and I suppose that shows where the Cavan team is now that you're coming away from a championship win with, with a little bit of disappointment but it was a sloppy performance I, I would say I never thought they were going to lose it I always thought they were playing within themselves and mm. uh, that they always had another gear to go to they went to it uh, just before half time and in the 10 minutes after they blew awfully away 
and the disappointing thing was that they didn't kick on and make a statement and say look we're hungry we're going to go out and we're going to steamroll everything in our path they seem to say oh, we've enough done here we'll just relax for a while and whether it was conscious or unconscious um, awfully, awfully clawed it back and you know, I'll tell you what disappointed me, and I'm not going to single out a, a new player for, for criticism or anything like that, but Ryan Connolly came on. I thought he was, was very lively when he came on. It was amazing how, how many touches he got within 10 or 15 minutes coming on. He really was mad to get involved, and it was great to see it. And he's a lad that I think should be starting, but he had a goal chance and he missed it. Now, anyone can miss a goal chance, and people were talking about Niall McDermott missing a goal chance. Someone said to me last night, McDermott missed an open goal. But I thought McDermott actually took the right choice he he was he had the presence of mind to say right I'm gonna gonna keep this low I'm gonna go for the bottom corner yeah he just didn't execute he missed it by a few inches completely agree Ryan Connolly didn't have the presence of mind in that situation the new player on the team and he kicked it straight at the keeper and I, I, I was, yeah he blasted it yeah. you know waist height keeper kept it out and I was disappointed that Ryan didn't bury it because we need a forward and mm. it's the, if if he wants to nail down a jersey for the next ten years it's there for him. Mm-hmm. And as it is for Keevan Riley or any more of these young lads that are coming in and trying to, to stake a claim for their place. So, disappointed he didn't get it, but look, he was in the position. And he, yeah. he, he just as he was against Monaghan when he, when he hit the post. He hit the post from a harder chance. Yeah. So, um, he, he, he was, he actually, before he got his first score at inter county level, he had hit the post three times, Ryan Connolly. We were talking on commentary because he hit a free that came off the post. And then I think he had a shot as well to come off the other post uh, in in Offaly, and obviously the one against Monaghan that you know you're you're kind of saying. Well, the one that he eventually put over went over via the post, wasn't that it? Was it via the post? So that was it, it. it struck Maybe the that post was just it. before it went over. Yeah, that uh, that's it. a great stat. Yeah, hit, hit the post three times before he got a score. But he, he, I thought, in fairness to to Ryan Connolly, and I thought Thomas Galligan as well. They they maybe showed the difference between lads who are new into the setup and are basically they, they kind of threw off the shackles and, and when they got the ball they looked to go forward all the time they looked to to break lines they looked to increase pace inject a bit of speed um, I taught some of the Cavan players and it it was it was a great weekend for me to to look at get watching down against Monaghan and see the pace that Down were playing at and and the constant frantic speed that, that Down attacked Monaghan with and then compared to Cavan on the Sunday night where you know they'd get a short kick out and they jogged to the 45 metre line soloing a ball without a tackle on them and then at that point try to it was almost like and I, I was having this discussion with my brother we were talking football as as we only talk football <laughs> uh, and, and me and everybody else that I speak to but we were talking about the difference between there's, there's kind of this this buzzword now because you're facing the blanket defence you have to be patient and there's this buzzword about being patient in possession but there's there's a connotation here that patience means slow but it shouldn't mean slow like down were patient in possession against Monaghan but they were patient with what they're waiting for the cracks to appear while injecting speed all the time. So, you know, it's it. I I think that the whole idea and maybe the, the word itself is is causing the problem that your coaches are constantly saying now be patient in possession and the 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 automatic imagery that comes into your head when you say patient is slow is is right. Calm it down. Don't don't be so frantic about it. But that's where Cavan were. They were patient with the ball. At a lot of stages, bar that fifteen minute after second half after the halftime break, then when they turned back in, they became patient again, patient and slow instead of doing the right things at the ball, but doing it at speed. That I think that was the difference between Saturday night's game and Sunday night's game. That down done the right things with the ball, but done it at speed. Cavan probably done the right things with the ball as much. But there wasn't as much speed to it. Yeah, that's yeah, and it's probably to do with the occasion as well. Like, it, it was pretty drab. Um, yeah. Probably t- it was a first round qualifier. Awfully, football is at a low ebb at the minute. After like they were brilliant twenty years ago in the nineties, like and mm-hmm. won a national league in ninety eight, won a Leinster title in ninety seven. They've slipped a lot from where they were, and there seems to be even around the fellas in the press box, it's all like. Ugh. And someone make a mistake and they're like, God, Jesus, like him again. You know, it's all yeah. an air of despondency around it. That hasn't just crept in with us yet. But I remember when I started in the set nine years ago, that was very much the case around the press box. Whoever was there on the radio or covering the thing, it was all like, oh, I always let you down. You know, this kind of crack. And that's around Mon- or that's around Offaly at the minute. And that seeps in. 
I don't know where it comes from at the, the bottom up or the top down, but it's definitely there. And I won't say they dragged us down to their level, but Kevin were just kind of like they weren't really up for it. There was nothing exciting about it. There was nothing to be gained by for Kevin really on the day, just other than get over the game. Mm. If you won by fifteen points, people would say, "Well, it's only awfully." If you lost. It was an absolute catastrophe. So really, Kevin, all Kevin could do was just go and win the game, and that contributed to the whole thing. But there were some good performances. I thought Park Faulkner had a very good performance. Like he's an excellent defender. Defender yeah. is a key thing. Like his first instinct is to defend, is to stop, stop an attack, get the ball out of there. And like going back to, we'll say the Monaghan game. If he had been in the position that Conor Mina was in, Conor Mina's first instinct is not to defend. He's a ball player more so. And Faulkner wouldn't have let McManus buy him in that no. because he's a, a defender. Like, and I'm yeah. not saying that to disparage Minor, but you know, sir, you do have to have ball players too. But to, as a defender, you have to defend, and Faulkner can do that very well. Um, it was good to get get a run into Killian Clark, I suppose, as well, because he had he didn't wasn't able to start. I thought Darren McVitie showed well, uh, considering he's only coming back from injury, and I think he's poised now to detonate the next day. Yeah, um, and I thought Mackey was was excellent again. Thought he used the ball very well. Probably ran, ran his team a little bit, but then came on well again the last ten minutes when he got a second wind. Hmm. But um, speaking of Key and Mac, or actually, sorry, we'll, we'll we'll go to actually the interview with Matty Midlean and first because we want to hold off Key and Mackey. He has some interesting comments towards the end of his. But anyway, here is Cavan manager Matty Midlean and speaking to Mickey Brennan after the game. I'm here with Matty Midlean after first round qualifier win for Cavan um, down in Tullamore. I'd say you're happy with the with the score you put up and with the result. It's my first win, so I'm absolutely over the moon right now. So I am. Uh, the lads are brilliant. They're a young team. Thank God we we, we looked at what what we'd learned against Monaghan, and I thought we've trained really well really well from Monaghan, and we got a result. And we've a lot to work on, but I'm delighted that we're still alive and the summer's still still going. You know, awfully never let you go in the first half and you opened up a two-point lead just before half-time. The first time you got more than a point ahead of them. Second half, first ten minutes, Cavan blew awfully away, got into that eight-point lead and never looked like losing after that. We we talked at half-time, you know, the two points before half-time were very, very crucial. We talked at half-time that this was the exact same situation we were in against Monaghan. Now, we learn and respond and I thought we, we asked the boys, we set up, I thought, fantastically well at half-time and we attacked that first ten minutes. In fairness, Grode's goal was absolutely crucial to the whole thing. But we got two points as well that suddenly opened that seven or eight point lead and gave us a confidence because I thought awfully, awfully just looked tired right at that moment. So I knew that was the that was the cushion that we needed and the confidence that we needed to push on. So absolutely delighted. You know, and, and, and that first ten minutes of the second half, we did get those scores. Following 10, 15 minutes, we did dominate it, but we had a lot of wides and probably just, you know, probably let awfully off the hook and give them a chance to come at us in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, it, uh, we've lost to work on. Strange enough, we had met in the Calvin Crystal last night and we had talked that through that we have lots to work on, we have lots to improve on. And all I asked the boys is give me another two weeks training that we can improve and develop ourselves and try and make ourselves a better football team. We're by no means a finished article. Mm-hmm. But that gives us two more weeks to get great training in to be better. So that's our target now. We look at today, we look at what we need to improve on, and let's make that happen the next day out. And let's try and stay in this summer as long as we possibly can. And looking at the different lines on the team, your midfield gave you 1 6. The only thing is, is that uh, you, you had nine different scores, I think, but only one of your, your starting forwards scored from play. Is that something you'd be concerned about, or is that something you look at during the week, maybe? Listen, at, uh, I think whatever we scored, one, eight, 117, that's 18 scores. The best we have managed to do this year is 15 scores. So I had asked them for 16 scores and a goal. I figured that would be good enough. We've, we've beaten that there today. I'm not overly concerned about the forward line scoring or whatever the case may be. We created great opportunities. You know, midfield was absolutely class. Big Liam had a great game. You know, G was in and out of midfield, so he was. So, no, we're, we're just happy. We know we've lots to work on. We know we've lot to work on in terms of scoring after what we just witnessed out there too. But we, we can improve those things. And they're a young team. You know, Ryan Connolly was brilliant coming in. Thomas Galligan was first first day out as well. Niall Murray responded really well from 
not getting up from being starting the last day to not starting the day and that's what we want it's the team it's with the team winning and the team performing and we're delighted to be in the hat and, and just uh, you mentioned two young guys there Ryan Connolly and um, Tomás Gallagher both of them coming in from the under 21s Ryan made his debut for the seniors against Monaghan Tomás made his debut today came on and made a catch Ryan contributed two points as well and both of them they look very they, they, they look very agile when they got on the ball but always look to drive forward as well so I'd say that's something that you you, uh, you like to see as well in your forward league. listen the one thing we asked the lads to do is we're looking scoring I don't care whether you're cornerback, we want you to think about scoring and getting that end of the football field. And in fairness, the young lads have been absolutely fantastic at training. They've earned their right to get on this football team from what they've proven in training. And that's, that's where it happens. That's where you earn your right to, to play in this football team. And they've proved that in training. The rest of the guys have been absolutely fantastic. And we're still going. And, you know, let's try and keep this thing going as long as we possibly can. I want this journey to last all summer. Last thing before I let you go, Matty, is uh, a couple of injury concerns. I suppose uh, Killian Clark didn't start, heavily strapped up knee. Uh, you lost Jared Smith and uh, Shawnee Johnson. I see he has a little cut above his eye there as well. How are the lads? What's the story with Killian and uh, Jerry? Well, listen, Jerry's hamstring sort of his run for that point was absolutely amazing in the first, at the start of the second half and he seemed to tweak something after that point uh, listen Jerry's got two weeks he's, 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 he's brilliant you know, he's just brilliant and I'm delighted to see his confidence back and how he, how he moved and played there uh, Shawnee has a crack to the head there might need a stitch or two so uh, listen uh, that's, that's combat injuries uh, uh, we're, we're happy enough for that there they have two weeks to ratify themselves listen Killian we had a tro- throw in the game was in uh, I would like to have kept him off but you can't afford to keep Killian Clark some player some kid so even in one leg as I said Killian Clark some <laughs> lad you know so uh, listen they're two weeks to get themselves right and uh, they will they have a great attitude they have great focus in terms of this team and they're fighting for the team and that's wonderful I'm loving what I'm doing with these guys I'm absolutely loving it and I want more of it I want to have a great hot summer with these kids yeah so I suppose Matty it would be mixed emotion for him there obviously he's delighted as he said to pick up his first championship win as Cavan senior manager so you know there's bound to be a certain amount of joy in that but I think you can get from his voice there that there's you know there's a little bit of disappointment with him too on, on the performance and, and I think from from the last couple of weeks talking to him I I think he is trying to push them forward trying to tell them to to play with a little bit of abandonment but it's just the players themselves are getting it hard to to maybe adjust yeah well like yeah but that's true to an extent but I don't think we can sit here and criticise Cavan for not doing that when they put up the highest score of the year I know it's probably yeah. the, we- the weakest team they've played all year to be fair but they did score one seventeen. I still and I, and I wonder and in that interview we got we got a, a glimpse into what and it's the second or third time in interviews that he's spoken about that 16 point mark you know or sorry wanting 16 scores and one of them to be a goal and he said about that's that's you'll win most games with that 16 scores one of them to be a goal and it was almost like a light switch when Calvin got the 117 or got the sorry 115 that the light switch went off okay we've got that golden one goal and 15 points it's enough to win the game now let's start going lateral let's start be patient in possession you know I wonder was it that 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 this has been spoken about so much that okay, yeah, let's not go any further. Yeah, a switch just flicked, and, and that was it. Yeah, you, you, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting when he mentioned that figure, and at that point of the game, Cavan took the foot off the gas. Yeah, definitely. I'd say you could be onto something there, but yeah, like well, he openly held his hands up and said, "Look, we have plenty to work on." He said that a few times. We know we've a lot to work on. Mm. He said, well, "He said about the two weeks." Um, I don't know what much you can do in two weeks when when you're leading, coming from a game, going into a game in two weeks, you're going to be tapering off before the tip game you're going to be recovering after the Offaly game you know you're not going to get an awful lot of work done between those two weeks but tactically you can tactically yeah I suppose you can tactically yeah but I don't think tactically was a problem like I know I know Finbar O'Reilly was saying that he was happy with how they were set up tactically in the Monaghan game yeah and fair enough Finbar's it's part of the management team but he, that's what he said that he felt that, that their tactical setup was quite sound yeah yeah um the, the thing that Michael Hannon was talking about in his column this week was that Cavan conceded an awful lot of 
of point scoring opportunities. They don't concede many goal scoring opportunities and haven't all league. I think they're the best defensive record in the country in terms of goals. goals yeah. But they concede a lot of point scoring opportunities. Like, and they did cough up an awful lot of point scoring chances to to uh Offaly. Offaly. So Hannon has an interesting article. Anyone that's that's listening can check out the Celt this week and you'll hear it. Um I won't try and explain all what he says because that was over my head but he was just talking about the importance of, of pressing up and actually doing something when you have a blanket. When, when you're playing, getting bodies back is no good unless they're all doing something yeah. and uh, that's, that's an interesting read. Yeah, definitely is but um, after the game Michael Brennan caught up with uh, um, Kean Mackey in the dressing rooms funny enough and here's what Kean had to say. I'm joined now by Keen Mackey as he's uh, just getting changed after the, the match here in Tullamore today. Keen, um, you know, a convincing performance in ways and an unconvincing performance in other ways, but you're in the next round and that's just the main thing. Ah, yeah, getting over the hurdle was the, was the biggest part. Um, we came out in the first half and, and we had a strong breeze with us and we probably didn't utilise it enough, maybe the same as, as against Monaghan a couple of weeks ago, but all credit to Offaly, they came out in the first half and, and they were exceptional, you know, they put us under severe pressure and we were probably lucky enough to go in two points up at half-time. Yeah, and uh, something I was speaking about earlier on is that, you know, Offaly obviously know that they're going to be going the qualifier route and maybe gear themselves towards that, whereas Cavan do have hopes of getting to an Ulster final and, and, and winning an Ulster championship. So it, maybe it's two different perceptions and they knew that they were coming into qualifiers and you wouldn't have been maybe thinking that way. You only had a, a week or two to get used to it after losing to Monaghan. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Like we, at the start of the year, you gear, gear yourself to win, a, win an Ulster championship and, and when you get bet in the first round, especially the way it was against Monaghan so tight it's hard to bounce back but we got over the line anyway and that's the that's the biggest part of the whole lot yeah and, and not only got over the line but like your manager has set goals for you you need to get 16 points to be winning games he's went out and got 117 you know and that's you know that, that's a positive as well oh it is a positive yeah but maybe in the last maybe seven eight minutes we, I don't think we scored you know and we have to be when we're under a wee bit of pressure we have to be able to chip over them scores to kill out games you know and uh, that, that'll be things we'll be working on but 117 you know you can't complain coming down to Offaly kicking 117 it's, it, it's good scoring so that's a, that's a bonus for a team with no forwards uh, you went in at half time two points up and came out <laughs> in the second half and, and had forwards in that first 10 minutes of the second half because he scored 1-3 without reply and it really was the catalyst to uh, pushing you over the line at the end. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. And, and we did miss maybe one or two other goal chances as well, you know. So there's a lot of positives to come out of the game but the main thing was to get over the hurdle and get into the draw tomorrow morning and we've done that. So we'll have to just see who we have in the morning and, and wait the next... 13 days to see who we have. Looking at the teams that are left in that draw, who would you fancy playing against? Uh, look, at, it's the qualifiers. Everyone's, everyone's as good as anyone in the qualifiers, you know, no matter if it's us or Monaghan or, or Leitrim or Tipperary, you know, we're all, we're all geared to go the one way and anyone can beat anyone, so it's, it's, it's all in the day. And then just another last thing before I let you go. Um, you know, it's Sunday evening, half six, Never usually any championship football. Around. Uh, you've played championship uh, for Cavan for a long time now, ten or twelve years at least. And uh, you know you've never played on a Sunday evening at half six. What, what was that? Was that? Did that affect your um, setup at all today, or coming down, or? Um, no, I don't really think so. It, it, it was a, it was a different time compared to normal, you know. But you still have the same. Same sort of build up for a match, you know, you meet your four hours before the game and you, and you get your food on board, so <clears throat> you play plenty of league games on a Saturday evening as well, so like it's not that massive of a change, you know, and it's, it, it probably only was because of Fela, so uh, we just have to, uh, we'll have to just hopefully get back to the three o'clocks and, and, and win games at three o'clock instead of winning them at half six. <laughs> Maybe if we put all the games at half six, it'd be great, but it's something you mentioned there as well, being sarcastic, was that for a team with no forwards to score 117, um, it's not a bad return. There has been a lot made of that, um, and funnily enough that you mentioned it, I said this to Matty as well, only one of your starting six forwards scored from play. So <laughs> maybe maybe we were playing our forwards in the half-back and midfield area. I, I wouldn't just say that. I, I'd love to know the stat how many of our forwards were fouled to win these frees, you know. So, But maybe Alan O'Mara can get that stat for us before he writes another article. <laughs> and on that note, I'd like to say thanks to Keane Mackey and best of luck in the next game. Yeah, so I suppose, Paul, we can only start with, with, with his comment at the end. It's obvious that that Kean maybe and maybe some other members of the panel took 
took some sort of offence to uh, Alan O'Mara's article in, in the Anglo Celt last week, um, where where he he spoke about attackers attacking, um, but you know, it's it. I I don't know what way to kind of phrase it. I don't think I don't think that Alan was terribly wrong, and you know he he was showing a different point of view. But it it just goes to show maybe that it doesn't take much for county players to to maybe get their backs up a wee bit. It doesn't take much. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at Alan Lamar's article here, and I'll read you out a little bit of it, Damien. <coughs> and we'll see. We'll try and see. Can we figure out which part annoyed Key? And um, now I don't. I'm not getting ratty about it. It doesn't. I didn't write it. Um, what happened was Alan was was um, was getting a flight to San Francisco, and he ha- he he had some time in his hands, and he has written articles for the South before. And yeah. he got on to me and said, "Listen, I want to write this article. Um, will you have a look at it?" And I said, "I would." And he sent it to me, and we published it because it, w- it was an informed opinion. But what <coughs> what he what a part of it he says he talked about how um, how Cavan really came from a lo- very low web. Terry Highland came in and put in a, a solid defensive structure in place and made them very hard to beat. He said a very clear tactic was being used. A very sorry, a very clear tactic being used was that for prolonged spells of matches, Cavan were deliberately bringing fourteen men back inside their own forty-five meter line, leaving a lone wolf up the field to plough a lonely furrow. I genuinely felt sorry for our forwards. They had been, this is he's talking about Madeleine now. They had been promised they were going to be driven like a Ferrari, yet once again were treated like a Fiat with the handbrake on. The reason everyone thinks we don't have the forwards is because we don't let our attack-minded players play. We constrain and limit them because the fear of losing has consistently overruled the hope of winning. We are lost in a negative mentality, and if we are not careful, many players that have been intensely developed during an unheralded spell of underage success are going to be left with a deep inferiority complex that will haunt the county for years to come. Now, he, he, he lists out a few players. Over the last five campaigns, the confidence has slowly been drained from the large majority of good forwards that have been on the Cavan panel. For club and college teams, Niall McDermott, Joe Dillon, Garoge McCarron, Sean Johnston, Martin Riley, Niall Murray, Keen Mackey and others have all done things that the best of the best would be proud of. Martin Dunn, Michael Argue, David Givney, Eugene Keating, Paul O'Connor, Kevin Tierney, Barry Riley and Jack Brady are all capable of brilliance too. Brilliance too. The problem is that we are constantly searching for a silver bullet, desperately hoping to pluck a miracle man from another 21 team that can imme- immediately do the job of five forwards. We don't have a Conor McManus, but sure who does? He is one of the best of his generation. So he finishes up the piece by saying, our defensive mentality has taken us as far as we will get. Sometimes to reap the rewards, you have to play with a bit of risk. With the, with the qualifiers just around the corner, it's time to loosen the shackles and believe in our forwards. The choice is simple. Evolve or squander what is left of a golden generation of underage talent. Now, I, I don't see why Keane is annoyed, to be honest. Um, like I don't think he's being disparaging of the cabin forwards. Hmm. Uh, I, I, think, I, I think O'Mara has got his his arguments a little bit muddled in that he says first of all that that um, that he feels sorry for the forwards and we don't let our attack minded players play he lists out all the great forwards there are in Cavan and says that we're constantly searching for, for a new great forward yeah, a, like a Conor McManus and we should let, well maybe he's not maybe he's just saying we should let the, the forwards we have go out and play yeah, maybe maybe he is. Maybe what we do at some stage is, is talk to Omar and see Alan and see if he if he'd like to maybe explain a little bit more into his thoughts on it because there's parts of it that uh, again speaking to somebody else who read the article kind of said well and this was their opinion of it not mine um, he had a swipe at, at at Terry Highland his previous manager the players that he played with. And now he's having a swipe at Matty Madeline and for putting shackles on these boys as well. You know that that he was having a cut at everybody. Well, he definitely has the the man he has the most cuts at is Madeline. It seems to be. Yeah. It seems to be. And and I will say from the the bit of information and we don't get people think that because we're in the media we get an awful lot of information out from the camp. We don't. But the bit of information that I am getting out is that. They are being encouraged to go forward. They're they're being told to to drive forward and get up the field and, and get chances, create chances. So um, now that's that's the only bit that I'm hearing coming in. So it's it's hard to know. Is it is it maybe that that particular generation, like in order for Cavan to to do what we'd done at under twenty one, we had to approach that under twenty one with systems and really good attitude towards work rate and. 
we done that, but we spent four, we spent probably five years playing an extremely defensive football at under twenty one, and so over those five years, there are certain players who played three, four years three years anyway of extremely defensive football at under 21 and then went into an extremely defensive senior team and so we're expecting them to come out now last year Terry threw the shackles off and we became a good attacking team but it's it, maybe it's expecting a bit much for lads to have changed their default motion of, of defence first in the space of a year, year and a half Yeah, I could definitely definitely see where you're coming from there the only thing is and most of these lads were there last year and we were the highest scoring team in the National League so it's not like they've never played attacking football at senior level you know, I'll be honest I think um, out of all those under 21 right okay we said this before but briefly Cavan had to win something at underage yes. level to come hell or high water it doesn't matter if you had to literally park the team bus in front of the goals you had to win something because we had gone 15 years, whatever it was, without winning any underage title. And they won they won the Ulster Under-21 title and a minor title a couple of months later, off the back of it, in my opinion. Yeah. Then they won a second one, which was brilliant, and it was all those minors coming through. And then their style never improved. They never got back to the All-Ireland final. I know they lost two semi-finals by a point, but they never got back to the All-Ireland final after the first year. Their style never really improved. They just stuck with the same style and replaced some of the players as they graduated out of that grade. I remember interviewing Peter O'Reilly at, uh, around that time and I, I mentioned to him about the defensive style, style of play and he was saying it's an Ulster on a 21 championship he goes it doesn't matter what way you win it you want to win it every year and I, I thought there has to come a point where it's a means to an end if, if you're not bringing through forwards for your senior team and your senior team can't progress would you rather your senior team progressed at the expense of your under 21s or vice versa and it was it was got to that stage where we weren't producing forwards for the senior team yet we were winning those under 21 titles yeah. so I, I think I think Cavan needed forwards and he's listening enough to the forwards there I think he's probably been kind to some of them to be honest I think some of them probably aren't up to that level some of them are some of them aren't but yeah they could be a little bit more attacking but I do. I thought after Is the Monaco game they needed a bit of a change of personnel. Even even break it down a wee bit further though that you talk about they need to be a little bit more attacking. I watched down as I've said before against against Monaghan and Monaghan playing with a mass defence, but down kicked in passes, kicked ball into their full forward line. Now it wasn't big high lofted ball, but it was kick pass in, which means generally a kick pass is a faster pass that covers more distance. So the chances are that when you're kicking a ball into that forward line, you're the defence has to then adjust to a kick pass, whereas a hand pass they don't have to adjust as much because the ball doesn't travel the same distance. But you look then on, on the Cavan team over the last year anyway, we rarely kick in a ball. I don't know when the last time a ball was kicked into a scoring zone, our forward got the ball torn, I'm in a scoring position, let's kick it over Cavan the ball. did it last year when they had a ball winner in there. Sorry, you're right. But we don't have you're a ball right. winner in there now. Let's be honest. Like, like Sean Johnson can win the ball. He can win a certain type of ball very well because he has a low centre of gravity and he's, he's quite strong. Uh, but we don't have an option of lumping it in in terms of like Garoge McCarran and, and Liam Buchanan the best will in the world are not full forwards like, you can't just put a big fella in there there is a, there is a, a, a real craft to play in that position like Michael Argue wasn't able to do it very well David Giveney was yeah but is, is is that part of the point that we're you know Conor Minor was essential to the Cavan team last year because of his kick passing ability because you had your target man inside that, that you needed his kick passing and Martin Riley was doing a lot of good kick passing but if you look through the rest of that Cavan team out, out around that middle toward very few kick and, and one of well, the Mackie points d- Mackie does Mackie does yeah. but that's, that's three out of your eight that could start on any one day and you know I like Garoge never releases the ball to the full forward line like that's not his game He's a runner, and that's where he makes games. But is in that game. something that should be evolving? That he should be maybe that's why. And, and I, I Garoda has been absolutely brilliant for Cavan, but there is still that question. And and I hope Garoda doesn't think that it's me just raising this one. But championship days, big days, when Garoda is getting real tight attention, he he doesn't seem to be coming up with the goods. And maybe it's because he's one slightly one-dimensional, as in when he gets the ball, it's either a hand pass or a solo. That the kick pass doesn't seem to be on from. Now, maybe that's as a result of being tightly marked, but when he was a little bit freer and a little bit more space against Offaly, wouldn't it be lovely to see him 
then execute the kick pass and when whoever it is in the next round looks at the clips of Garod McKiernan to mark he thinks well look at his left footed his right footed he can solo he can kick pass he can hand pass this boy's actually more trouble than, than I can think but when you're taking out one of the options when he has ball in hand you know maybe it's something that he, I think he could evolve a wee That's bit a more bit, yeah, I, I agree with you I did, yeah I definitely agree with you and like, Garod McKiernan is one of my favourite players mm. he, I think yeah. he's a brilliant brilliant player but consistently over the last five years yeah. he's been he has carried Cavan on his brilliant. shoulders in some games like, and yeah. got them promoted in the final league game last year with his probably greatest ever game he scored 1-5 against a yeah. good goal with him all those things so we're not denigrating the man but no no but yeah, there's still there room is, for improvement yeah there is there is and I, I, that's, I never thought about the way you looked at it um, in terms of is he a little bit one dimensional and that, that team's the, the really well prepared teams that are willing to sacrifice a man to stop one of our best players are able to look at him and go well he's not going to turn 50 yards out and lump it in so you don't need to stand back, you don't need to block down his kick you just need to stop him running because hmm. he's such a powerful runner like so that yeah. that's a good point yeah. I, I, I still think we're missing that, that ball winner inside like I turned around to, to Mickey Hannon in the press box the last day I don't know why he came into my head and I said imagine if this Cavan team had Eugene Keating at the full of his potential of what he could have become could still become like what what the glimpses of it that we showed a couple of years ago six foot two, fifteen stone, full forward, kicking off both feet, super aggressive, showing for the ball. Imagine that how that would transform this Cavan team. Suddenly you don't you don't have to run everything. Suddenly you don't have doesn't have to be pinpoint ball inside because you've got a big man in there that can win it. That that's game that, whose game is winning the ball. Like, and who who do we have that can do it? Well, that goes back to to Omar's point there. He goes, we're all looking for this this man to come through. And who is this man like? Mm. And maybe it goes back to something else we talked about before. If you don't have something, well, I have to take my hat off to Midlinen. He 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 identified lack of options in there, and he torn torn McVitie into an inside forward. And I I said no, it won't work, and it has worked brilliantly. But Cavan County Board or whoever whoever's over in charge of that coaching or whatever should probably say, look, we need to identify, like like Team GB did for the Olympics. Eight years earlier, they went around school saying, "Are you six foot six? Right, you're a rower." And they targeted these areas where they could make gains and and shoot up the the medal table. Cavan need to say, "Right, we need we need X, Y, and Z. Let's go and construct these lads. It won't take that long. It'll take a couple of years." O'Mara makes a good point there. You can't just say, "Oh, let let's hope that a, that a Conor McManus comes through." Yeah. See, he won't come through. He hasn't come through in forty years. The you way we play football sure. in this county, he won't come through. We need we need to make him come through. But all that said, like. If Cavan had their, had <laughs> I tell you what, that wasn't it great actually? And 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 it, you you made the point at the start. It it's great that it shows how far we've come. That after winning a game, we're analysing it as if we were betting the championship. And that's hats off to the players that are there and and that they have brought us. They've 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 raised the bar so much that now you're analysing it into such depth. How do you go even further? You know, in fairness, it, it, yeah. it, it is a credit to them, but we do want more. <laughs> yeah, oh, we do. Like, and we're, we are still a couple of players short. Without a doubt, and uh, a couple of players. There's a few lads that are probably struggling for their place. Like I thought, uh, Conor Miner. Um, not to keep picking out Conor Miner, like he his quality is proven, but I don't know if if what he offers it can be accommodated in the current system if we're going to evolve it. Yeah. Because I think he's his reading the game is excellent, um, and his his distribution of the ball is excellent. And he's very strong. He can cut. He he can see things happening. He can cut across a cut out of ball, and he can even if he makes it at the same time as the other fella, he'll win it because he's such strong yeah, yeah, upper yeah. body strength. Like, but one on one, he can be exposed. He's not the fastest on the turn, and that happened last week again. And he was taken off in the first half, and I don't know if he's going to make his place the next day. Um, Nigel Clarkson's another fella that again, it's trying to find the right position for him. I don't think it's a corner forward position, although he's not he's not ever really playing inside close to goal, um, and. Then, in in time, maybe out the field as as a half back or half forward, that where he gets a little bit stronger. But I'm not sure if he's physically strong enough yet for that county, the, the physicality that county yeah. senior brings. And I don't know if he has the football in him yet, either. Yeah. Like um, he has pace. Oh, he's no doubt he has pace. And it, but by all accounts, what I have heard coming out of the camp is that in terms of the GPS and everything else, this guy is. Is genetic freak almost like he's mm. so fast and he can he can sustain it for so long, and like you'd imagine there's a place like that for on the team for any fellow with with those athletic abilities. But I, I think he looked to me like his confidence wasn't there the last day, and he's probably thinking to himself, I, "I'm in here now. Maybe um, 
I'm struggling a little bit at this level. I'm keeping another man off the team, and maybe maybe he's not, just not a, at his full confidence. Like so, maybe with a new fella coming in like that, that has such 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 athletic gifts, maybe the best way to, to introduce him is slowly, like rather than saying right, you're starting in the championship because supporters are going to get in the back of a fella who's struggling yeah. or he's yeah. not making a big impact, especially if he's new. So. They're all the little things. Like I think the w- there needs to be a bit more tinkering around. Well, when we're running the Cavan team, we'll be winning. <laughs> God, yeah. When when the lunatics are running the <laughs> asylum, <laughs> but uh, I know. Look at like, yeah. To finish though on the positive note, they are in the next round of it. You know, without having shown their best, they've still made it through. So there, there's still a lot of room. And do you know what I was saying? This Tipperary draw is absolutely perfect for Cavan because. Tipperary in the All-Ireland semi-final last year had Cavan beaten Derry which they should have done it was Derry or it was Tipperary who ended Derry's summer and they went on to, to, to reach that semi-final so it was a great opportunity for these boys to say okay by beating Tipperary we can we can prove to ourselves that we could have made an All-Ireland semi-final last year and we are going on again further this year so you know it's, it's, it's a beautiful opportunity for lads to bounce back Put themselves. You go out and you played. If we had played Leitrim or Westmead, and you had beat them, it would have been another awfully experience, you know. And that's all it would have been. You'd have won the game, and you know, had you won it by fourteen points, oh, it's expected. Had you won it by eating less than ten points, Jesus Christ! Like, how come we're not beating them by more than ten yeah. points? Had you lost it, it's everybody's heads on a spike. So, this is one that you win it, you achieve something. You know, it's a challenge. There's, there's no way, Cavan. I don't even know if Cavan will go into this game as favourites, you know. Well, I, I thought all along, um, when you were talking about 8-1 to one for quarter-final, I was trying to piece together the odds, and I thought Cavan would go in around even money, not much more against Tipperary, depending on the venue. Now, the bookies are going to make Cavan favourites because we're at home, I'm pretty sure, and like Evan Comerford and Michael Quinlivan, which are two Tipperary's two best players. Comerford's the goalkeeper and Quinlivan's the forward, obviously. Mm, yeah. um, I heard Damien Lawler on the radio and he's a tip man. He says Comerford is the best keeper in Ireland after Cluxton and he's extremely and a, important to that And team. a Monaghan man pointed out to me there today on the phone that just be careful of, of what you're hearing from the media that it might necessarily be true that they're out. Yeah, well, well Comerford's in, or suspended. Oh, suspended. Yeah, right, but, okay. but Quinlivan... Quinlivan yeah. was an ankle injury. Mm. So, so it'd be, be interesting to know. But I, I think Cavan have to win this game now. Like there's no anything less than a win here is not good enough at this stage in Cavan's development. Yeah. Like it's a home draw. You're playing. You're playing a team who are going to start in the same division as us next year. They just come up from Division Three. They're missing a couple of important players, or at least one, possibly two. Another that man will not be fit anyway if he is playing. Like Cavan have to win this game. End the story. I don't think we should analyze it much more than that. I just say if you, if we don't win it, this season's a big failure. If we win it, it's, it has potential still. Yeah, I think that's as good a note as, as ever to finish the show. Uh, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Our congratulations and thanks to John Brady, Keen Madden and to James Smith and all the county miners on reaching the Ulster final. And of course, congratulations to Matty Midlean and Keen Mackey and all of the Cavan seniors on winning uh, against Offaly at the weekend. Um, again, just to remind you about Counting on You, the free-taking competition that will take place on the 22nd of July in Gauna. It's... Uh, in it's sorry, a charity event basically with all the the income coming going towards Pieta House and it's been sponsored by KBG Accountants in Cavan. So if you want to enter that, get onto the website there. You'll see the the um, the article about it on our homepage, and it's uh, it's going to be a great crack opportunity to win two thousand euro for your club at both ladies and men's level and a thousand euro for the runners up. So hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And on a final note. Congratulations to all the teams who've done so well in Phil. It was great to see such a wonderful success over the weekend um, from all clubs and for everybody who, who got involved in organising. Well done, Bula Bus, and a big pat on the back to you all. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43 30